Hello and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 69. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. Joining me today are Adam Oceaniki, James Welly, and Rachel Donovan of Articulate. Thank you all for your time. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Let's start out with some, uh, start out with some introductions. Uh, Let's uh, let's start with you, Rachel. All right. I am a developer from Boston. I've been working on the web engineering team here at Articulate for about six months. And prior to that, I've had two other jobs that have been remote in one capacity or another. Cool. James? Hey. I live just outside of uh, Boulder, Colorado, and I'm a product lead on the studio team here at Articulate. I've been working at Articulate for about uh, five years now. We're currently working on them. Um, the Studio 13 release of uh, Studio, which will come out this year. And uh, prior to Articulate, I worked at Microsoft for about uh, five years on the Office and Windows teams. Oh, okay. And uh, how about you, Adam? Uh, I live in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is um, just a bit north of Philadelphia. You know, like a lot of devs, I kind of got started doing freelance web development, um, jumped into a corporate job doing C-sharp.net for a few years, and kind of got sick of the corporate world, moved over to doing Rails, did Rails and DevOps for a bit, and uh, about three months ago started here with Articulate um, on the operations team. So I think I uh, mispronounced your company name. It's Articulate, and uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you what you do there? Articulate, um, we make e-learning software, so we make um, software to both um, author your content and also ability to consume or deliver content. Um, we started out in um, 2002. Adam, our CEO, founded Articulate, and really the the market need at that time was people wanted to get their um, their PowerPoint presentations online. Mm-hmm. So Adam started looking for really experts who could help him do that. And I think um, probably the world's sort of foremost expert in PowerPoint at that time was uh, someone who lived and worked in India. And um, in terms of the web stuff, Flash was really big back back then. So. He found, you know, his PowerPoint expert and his Flash expert who was in, so the Flash guy was in California. And so, um, it was just sort of out of necessity that the company started out, uh, remote that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, as we've grown, I think we've really seen the power of, uh, the remote team. Um, and I think I'd say we're, we're pretty firm believers in that. And how big is your team now? We're around, our ticket is around, um, 60 employees right now and everybody is remote. There's no physical office anywhere. Just to check, that was 60, not 16? Yeah, 60. Okay. Oh, very nice. And uh, just how widespread are you? Uh, East Coast to West Coast, pretty much across the U.S. Okay. Now, um, you make screen art too, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right, we do. I'm familiar with Screener because that's a service that I've used a little bit to uh, to do things like uh, client demos of, of software features. Yeah, we find it useful even, even in-house, just, you know, helping people get up and running on new projects or, you know, kind of walking someone through how to do something. Very useful. Actually, real briefly, what is Screener, since not everyone, probably not everyone listening is, knows what it is? Sure. Um, so Screener is an online web recording software, so you can, you know, uh, record your screen, um, send someone a quick screencast uh, through the website. Yeah. 
yeah, and I've like I said, I've I've found it really useful. So okay, let's um let's dig into the remote aspect of your work. You're all you said you're all distributed. Um, you said no office, right? You're just all kind of all across the the U.S. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what's the um what's the day in the life like? I think it's it's probably different for um our different teams. I know for myself on the web engineering team that we kind of we have a daily call or a bi daily call um and then spend our day in hip chat. A lot of kind of constant communication. If people are stuck, we jump on calls, um, use Skype, hip chat, and just, you know, code from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the desktop team is it's actually pretty similar. We, again, do the daily stand-up meeting. Uh, we use a lot of the same tools, like uh, Rachel said, like hip chat, Skype. We use um, Trello for our project management, and we use GoToMeeting a lot. So we we're all remote, but I think we really uh, collaborate a lot. And for the daily stand-up, are you doing that uh, audio, video, uh, chat? What we do it with uh, Skype and GoToMeeting. I don't know about the web guys, but we haven't um, ventured into video yet on the desktop side. Okay. Yeah, on yeah. the operations team. Oh, sorry, Rachel. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say that we um, almost. I don't think we've ever done video, so yeah. we're all just audio. Gotcha. We, we've done the Google Hangout a couple times on the operations team. You know, which is fun because you can put silly hats on and it's always amusing. But um, right. <laughs> mostly we do Skype. We do Skype stand-ups um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and then we're in hip chat, you know, throughout the week. Okay. And uh, how many people are on one of these uh, stand-ups? For the operations team, we have uh, four people who are on that call. Okay. So that's a pretty quick stand-up, right? Yeah. Yeah, usually um, around 20 minutes. We, we like to try to keep them short. Mm-hmm. And then moving through the day, how close would you say is your collaboration together? I mean, are you all off kind of doing your own things, or um, how closely do you work? Um, I find in my case that's kind of feature-dependent. Sometimes I'm working on something where I might need a front-end developer right beside me, and in that case we'll be, you know, hopping on the phone, you know, a few times a day, and there are other features I'm working on that I need to put a little bit more work into. I'll kind of go away for the day and just work on my own, so it really varies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar on our side, too. Um, I think we, I think it'd be rare for someone to, you know, unless they're in the middle of, like, it's like a, what I would call a big problem to work really alone for multiple days at a time. And we also do, like, some pair programming as well, too. So I think, you know, we still work really closely as a team together. Yeah, and for, for us in the operations team, um, I know f- for me, a lot of the things I'm working on, I'll kind of go off on my own for a bit, try to figure out a problem. And then, you know, we'll get on a, a Skype screen share or, um, you know, join me, um, you know, with either one or two of the other guys from the team just to figure out a problem, try to get to the root of what's going on. But, that's yeah, a, a lot of it's just off on our own. That's a join.me screen share? Join.me, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you sort of keep apprised of what's going on? Do you just Are you just constantly in chat talking about what's going down? Yeah, mostly. Um, you know, for things that just kind of come up, uh, chat is usually the best way to keep informed about those sort of things. Like James said, we also use Trello. So that kind of keeps us on track with um, just the general things that are lined up for the week, what we kind of want to get to. But yeah, HipChat for me and for our team is, is pretty key. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty common, um, HipChat, in the, I mean, in, in your different teams? Yeah, we actually just started using it um, on the desktop side. So we actually just really switched over to GitHub recently for um, our source control. We were using Perforce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we sort of uh, created a GitHub, or sorry, a, a HipChat 
chat room for Git for people to ask questions and get advice from the people who had more experience with it. And actually, the team really adopted it and started to embrace it. And so then we started using it for the studio team as well, where people can ask questions in there or if they see something they're not sure about, call out specific people to get an answer. So we actually use it quite a lot now. Hmm. Uh, James, you mentioned studio. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Okay, so Studio is it's a suite of products, um, uh, three products actually, Presenter, Engage, and Quizmaker. Uh, Presenter is sort of the, the key product in Studio, so it's actually a PowerPoint add-in. Um, it allows you to author content in PowerPoint, and then uh, Presenter um, gives you some additional functionality on top of PowerPoint in terms of authoring, but then sort of the big part of it is publishing that PowerPoint content out to Flash uh, and for these new versions for HTML5 and also you'll be able to view your content um, on iOS as well. So then, uh, you know, that's sort of the big the main functionality of Studio is that presenter functionality. We also have Engage, which allows you to author uh, what we call interactions. So they're just little um, e-learning content. They're not graded or assessed in any way, but that the user, you can author those and engage, and then the user can run through those. And um, Quizmaker is the third product in Studio, and that allows you to author um, quizzes and assessments um, and also publish those, again, to all those same formats. So there are three independent products, um, but a lot of the power comes when you use them together. So you can insert your interaction or your quiz directly into your um, the PowerPoint presentation mm. and use them from there. Very cool. Let's talk about your workday a little bit. You're you're only in North America, so that's that's what three hours max uh, separation. Do you do you pretty much coordinate your working hours, or do you work more uh, flexibly when you want to? I find that I try to work or be around, you know, in the general business hours. You know, around nine to five. I think it's it's flexible and there's no written rule, but we try to be around when other people will be around so we can collaborate. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you need to switch your schedule around or do stuff, then you're free to do that. It's really the same on the desktop side that we, I think, you know, because we collaborate and work together, we sort of all have adopted core hours. There's nothing official. And if you're looking for someone and they're not around, it's not an issue like that. You don't expect them to be or anything, but I think, um, you know, we are spread across the time zone, so people come online and, and go offline at different times, but we do collaborate and work together a lot, so we all sort of have adopted the, you know, fairly similar hours. Yeah, I think for us, the, the asynchronous workflow is huge. Um, you know, just uh, not having to depend on someone being there at any given time, uh, knowing that people are going to come and go. That said, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of on the core hours generally. We're, we're kind of, um, we're in hip chat, we're available around the same times, but, um, you know, there are days when, you know, people need to get things done or, um, you know, maybe just take, take some time to kind of be offline, work on a prob, work on a problem without any distractions and then, um, jump back in the chat when they're ready. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that seems to work pretty well. And you don't, you don't find too much trouble with people doing that and, you know, and then blocking somebody else's work. I haven't seen any of that yet. I, I've only been here for three months, but, um, for me, it's been, uh, you know, if you do run into a problem like that, there's there are always plenty of things to do. Um, you know, there's always something else you can jump over to um, and work on until um, you can kind of get with that person you need to get to. Mm-hmm. I haven't found any any big blockers like that. Yeah, and I've I've also found when I do get kind of stuck on something, and I don't want to switch gears. That everyone pretty much has hip chat pushed to mm-hmm. their phone as well. Okay. So I just ping them individually, and even if they're out to lunch or doing something, we can say, okay, I'll you know I'll be back home in an hour. Like I'll catch you then. Right. Or, 
you know, everyone's pretty open to being in touch. Um, so it, it never really causes a problem. Right. And that's definitely a, um, an advantage of a tool that, that uh, works on more than just the desktop. The history of the company, it sounds like the distributed nature was pretty much, um, it was, an, it was a necessity. But let's talk about the three of you. Did you set out to be remote workers or did that just kind of happen? For me, it definitely just kind of happened. Um, so I'd been working at Microsoft and um, was looking for a new position and actually um, someone else, another one of my coworkers at Microsoft was at Articulate. And so, you know, I became interested and started talking to them. And honestly, when I joined Articulate, working remotely wasn't a big draw for me. I was actually I was sort of unsure about whether or not I would enjoy it. I think like any transition, you know, going from an office to remote, like some parts of it are going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first. But um, for me, the the thing I like the most about it, and it's the little things, and I think they sort of add up. So like little things like no commute, uh, you know, that total control over your work environment, little things like having your own kitchen and just freedom to do what you want. Like when when I look at all those things together, they really add up to make me a happier and probably more productive um, employee. And then I think there are some some big things too. Like I when I first joined Articulate, I lived in Seattle, and now I I moved to Colorado while working for Articulate. You know, and I didn't have to find a new job or take any time off. I just you know took a couple of days off to do the move and then start back up Monday morning. You know, in my new my new home. So for me, when I joined, I was definitely unsure and and it wasn't like a huge draw for me. But now um, I really enjoy working from home, and I think I would have a hard time going back to to working in a physical office. Yeah, for me, um, at a previous job, I was working um, doing C-sharp.net, and I was working with a team in Australia, which was um, you know, a very, very big time zone difference, obviously. So that was my first dip into um, working with a remote team, and I really enjoyed that. I found, you know, yeah, there, there was a little bit of a pain kind of, you know, syncing up time zones and getting on calls at times at work for different people, but... I really like that model, um, you know, where I could go off and work on something and then catch up with someone on the other team and, you know, kind of hand it off. And uh, then I started to articulate um, recently. And, you know, I had been listening to the Wide Teams podcast um, for a bit before that and just hearing all these stories about people who, you know, were traveling or were, you know, just kind of working their own schedules and then, um, you know, working with these great teams remotely. Um, I got really excited about that. And started looking for something like that. And my wife and I, we had talked about, you know, maybe maybe traveling a little bit um, and, you know, being able to work remotely. So um, when I found the job at Articulate, um, I was I was totally psyched. And I found that it's just worked great for me, for my working style, you know, not having so many interruptions and, uh, you know, just a lot of background noise. You know, when you're kind of in an office, you have a lot of people um, walking around, tapping on the shoulder, um, getting your attention. And that can be a little distracting. So I've, I've found this working style works really great for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. It's really something that, that fits certain personalities. Um, I found myself a few years back, I was traveling I had a little over an hour commute. And then the office that I worked at moved um, two hours. So I was traveling four hours a day, which was completely ridiculous, and decided to start doing remote um, a few days a week. And once I started that, I realized I had so much more time in the day. And I was, my time was more focused on doing the work that I actually love to do. And the rest of my time was spent doing all the other things that I love to do, you know, hanging out with my friends and, and doing the things that were important to me. And then after that job, I, I looked, you know, only at remote jobs because 
I love the lifestyle that it allows me to lead and the focused people that you end up working with and all the, the diversity of the team. Something I kind of hadn't realized before was that when you have such a distributed team, everyone lives in different places and does different things. And when you kind of get them all together, we kind of all met up last September and it was just really cool to see all the different people from all the different places and all their different viewpoints. And it, it brought a real richness to the team. And I think that that's a great opportunity um, for companies to have. That's a great point. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's something that's sort of unsung in the advantages of working distributed that um, you really do get a lot of interesting viewpoints. The way America is, a lot of people you know, tend to move around a lot. And, and so you get people from different places, but they're usually... You know, they settle, they're settled down wherever you are, wherever you're working. But, uh, to, you know, be able to work daily with people that, you know, for instance, uh, you know, are undergoing very, very different weather than you are and stuff like that, um, is kind of interesting. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Rachel, you mentioned personalities. How do you know if you have the right personality to work remotely? I think in some respect, you can start feeling the strain when you're working in an office environment. I felt for myself that I would get kind of annoyed by some of the ways that office life is. I didn't always, you know, want to go out to lunch with everyone or, you know, you get annoyed by the distractions. You don't enjoy that social aspect of it. Not that I don't enjoy social interactions, but in that context, I I just wanted to get my work done. And so I started feeling the strain then. And I think it's, it's a really good thing if you start feeling that and think you want to get into remote work, that you just do it a little bit like Mm -hmm. ask if you can try like a few days and just see how it feels because some people can't focus at home or find themselves easily distracted so i think you want to kind of dip your toes in and get a feel for it and then if you're if you're ready at that point then you can jump into it but some people like it and some people don't yeah rachel I, i definitely felt that um at my last job it was you know the culture was very much focused on um you know everybody kind of gets together at lunch and i found myself you know after working on a problem all morning I just wanted to go, you know, take a book and I would just go outside and, you know, go read for an hour. And that was kind of when I started realizing that, you know, maybe I should be looking for something else because I found myself, you know, able to think better when I was kind of off on my own. But like you said, it's good to kind of get together with people once in a while and um, bounce some ideas back and forth. For us on the operations team, we're actually fortunate. Three of us live within um, you know, about 20 miles of each other. So, you know, if we want to get together at the coffee shop, you know, Every once in a while, you know, just kind of bounce off, bounce ideas off of each other. That's great to do, too. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys get this response, but a lot of times when I tell people I work from home, I get the, oh, I could never do that. You know, like, <laughs> that, that's their response. And a lot of times I want to respond like, well, I wouldn't want to work with you anyway, because to me, it seems like if you're the type of person who's not like motivated or passionate about the work itself, then you're not going to be a really good employee. You're not going to be that productive. But Honestly, I'm not sure, like, if, you know, is it, is that really true that some people can't work from home? Or I think part of it may be just a, a misconception or, like, their their preconceived notions of what it means, too. You know what I mean? Because, I, I mean, honestly, when I first started, like I said, I, it wasn't a big draw for me. And I think, you know, it's just so ingrained in the culture that you go to the office and work and stuff. But um, I think that, you know, it might help us that we do sort of self-select for people like that who are really sort of intrinsically driven and, they care about the work itself, you know, working from home, I think it may be more attractive to that type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you definitely find yourself without the opportunity to, like, stand around the water cooler, and mm-hmm. you're there, but you're not working, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the ability to, to focus on my work, and I like working with other people that enjoy that also. Yeah, Rachel, the, the water cooler point, um, that, that's a really good point, because, 
Um, you know, one of the hardest things for me starting at Articulate was, you know, you didn't have that water core. Yeah, we, you know, we have hip chat, but you don't, you don't just like randomly bump into people and just like kind of get to know them. And there was some advice I picked up from a previous wide teams podcast. I think the, uh, the guy you'd interviewed was in China. Um, and the advice was, you know, to maybe like post a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, put it up there and we use Yammer just for kind of keeping in touch with each other on just like random things. Mm-hmm. So, um, last week I just posted you know, a couple paragraphs about what I'm into, you know, a bunch of things that, that I like to do and, uh, got some really cool responses. So I, I thought that that was a really, uh, good bit of advice on just to kind of get to know people you work with that you don't get to talk to mm-hmm. a whole lot. So. And for people that, that might want to do that. Can you tell, elaborate a little bit more on just what kinds of things that you, you told about yourself? Sure. So I talked about, um, you know, different music I like, um, you know, that I garden, you know, that I raise chickens, that, um, we have a greenhouse. Talked about some books I've been reading, um, you know, that I use Vim, that, you know, I do this and that. And it just sparked some, some cool conversation because you start finding people who have similar interests that you, you never would have run into just talking about, you know, why this server blew up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that just, that stuff just wouldn't come up. Um, right. Yeah. So I found that really good. It sounds like you're all uh, really happy working remotely at Articulate. Did any of you have any poor experiences with working remotely um, previously that, that you learned anything from? I would say not really poor, but just a little bit more challenging is in the, the case where you're remote, but the rest of the team isn't. I worked with a small startup out of Chicago and the two founders were in Chicago and I was in Boston. And whereas we would talk once a week and have a longer call, we didn't have the day to day chat. Um, So sometimes during the week I would, I would feel a little disconnected and I would get worried that, you know, what was happening or confused about something. And I just, I felt a little bit disconnected and that's hard when, you know, those two people might be sitting in a coffee shop together or something right. like that. And I found that also um, with the other prior job when was, everyone else was in the office and I was remote, that I had to make more of an effort mm-hmm. to reach out to them, which is just the nature of those situations. But having a team that's fully dispersed, everyone's making those, you know, reaching out and, and talking to each other. So I think that works a little bit better. But you just have to learn yourself how to speak up right. and make yourself seen and heard. And sometimes that takes just a little bit more effort. Um, but once you see the problem, it's pretty easy to address. Did you find that there was kind of an emotional aspect to that where you don't want to appear out of the loop and that kind of discourages you from asking the questions? Definitely. I think there's a lot of, um, it was funny, I was thinking about this the other day, that you don't have all that nonverbal communication and you don't overhear things. So you need to more explicitly ask them. And sometimes you feel really silly asking those questions. But they need to be asked because you don't overhear them. Right. So the same thing like, oh, I was wondering what you're doing with this. You know, something that you might not be directly involved on in your, your job set, but you still want to know about it. So you have to get over the fact that it's a little silly to say that and just go out and ask it. So you have to go out on a limb a little bit. And I found that also with just sharing kind of how you felt about something, your emotions. I find that I more easily just say like, oh, that makes me a little nervous. Because they can't see that I'm nervous. And it sounds silly to say it out loud, but it helps the whole team to know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So it's all about really explicit communication. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't have a horrible experience. Um, I, I was working at a, at a startup recently, and we had a team that was in Seattle, and then the rest of us were um, around Philadelphia um, in a single office. And I kind of started getting the itch to work from home and started you know, trying out that um, trying out working from home, you know, one or two days a week. 
And the feeling that I got was that it wasn't, um, it wasn't that it was a bad, you know, people were okay with it, but, um, there was kind of this unconscious uh, feeling that was, that was kind of pushed across, which was like, you know, if you're not in the office, you're not really doing work. Um, right. You know, so like I kind of felt that pressure, um, from some of the guys who ran the company, just like, you know, if, if you're not here, we don't really know that you're getting anything done. So then I would second guess myself, like, oh, did I really get enough done today? You know, and then I'd start working way longer than I would have normally if I was in the office, which, you know, has its, its perks and its downsides as well. But yeah, just feeling not comfortable with the level of work that I was getting done because I was second guessing myself. Mm -hmm. What is your cue for that now? I mean, is, is that even something you think about? How do I know that I'm putting enough work in? Yeah, it's still something I think about for sure. Um, you know, one thing I try to look at is, you know, we'll look at Trello and, you know, kind of set goals for the week. Mm -hmm. And I just try to see that I'm meeting those goals throughout the week. Um, sometimes I fall back on those goals and, you know, I'm still working on the same thing next week. Other times I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. um, but that I try to use that as my, um, my measuring stick and not focus on the hours so much. Because, you know, sometimes I'll find myself standing on my computer, um, you know, it's 7 o'clock. And, you know, why am I still standing here working? You know, I'm, uh, my mind has checked out, but I'm trying to fix this problem, you know? Right. So getting away from that mindset and just focusing on let me get done um, these tasks for the week, that works really well for me. It's so hard to get out of the um, putting in the hours mindset when you've done that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, becoming a lead, like a lead of a remote team, I've really experienced that a lot too. Like, um, you know, trying to really... Uh, evaluate people just on results. Like you know, people talk about that results-only work environment. And I feel like, you know, if you think about it, it is the right thing to do, and really, it's the only way you can evaluate performance. You know, whether you're in an office or not. But like you said, I feel like it's been hard, and a lot of times, I feel like I'm trying to sort of break bad habits, like falling back on thinking about presence and stuff. You know, yeah. where it's just sort of ingrained as that's the the way you evaluate people or determine you know someone's performance, but if you really think about it, it's not the way to do it. Yeah. I feel like even the, the, the row, you know, the results only work environment, even that mm -hmm. is kind of limited because there are sometimes people in an, in an office or in a team that they do so much to help other people, mm -hmm, uh, you know, or, or to assist with, you know, morale or, you know, just a lot of little things that, that might not show up on a, uh, uh, project management tool. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if there's any, there are any easy answers about that, but, um, it's it's something I, I do think about with, with regard to Roe. Sure. Articulate is a growing team, right? That's right, yeah. So if you would talk a little bit about, first of all, about how you got hook, hooked up with Articulate and then how you approach uh, finding finding new people for the team and interviewing and hiring. Um, I, I can talk about how I found the job. So I actually have a friend who um, works here at Articulate, uh, Mark Starkman, and... Um, he had been working here for about a year, actually lives uh, down the road for me a bit. And, uh, you know, we talked about it for a little while and it just sounded like it was going to be a great fit. So, um, you know, just through knowing him, was able to find this job. I'd interviewed at a few other places as well, but this one just seemed like the best fit. And uh, so really glad that that worked out. Yeah, I found Articulate actually the same way through. It's actually the old, um, the Jolon software job board before the whole Stack Overflow job board. Um, was existing, but, uh, and then again, I, I actually found out that I found it, you know, articulate through that job board and then later realized that, um, 
uh, another developer here. I had worked with him at, at Microsoft, so that really sort of sold me on um, Articulate. But in terms of how we hire now, I think our process is probably pretty similar to you know any uh, software company. We do um, like a technical phone screen, and then we do like um, a coding exercise or look at code samples. And then we go through another round of actually doing, you know, technical interviews, the same type of thing you would do if you were interviewing uh, in an office somewhere. But we use um, GoToMeeting or, or whatever tool we want to use to do the screen sharing and to work with someone on uh, a development problem. But, yeah, I think our, our actual hiring process is probably pretty similar to any software company. Yeah, that was kind of my hiring process. Um, you know, I was given a project to work on, and that was kind of to see my thought process to see how I worked through that. And then we kind of talked it over on the phone and looked at, you know, okay, here's what you did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, why did you do it this way? And I really enjoyed that. That was the first time I'd ever kind of had that that homework assignment that, you know, was part of the job interview. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the way that it kind of fit with um, when I did my code review, um, you know, I, I submitted all my code to GitHub and then they looked at it and asked me questions. It kind of mimicked what it would feel like to work here also because you were doing that distributed. So you kind of got on the phone with some new people and you started talking about it so you could get a little bit of a better insight to what the day-to-day would be like. Mm-hmm. And and that was a nice um, aspect of that. And are you hiring now? We are hiring, yeah. yes. Um, we actually have a careers page. It's at articulate.com slash careers. And um, we're hiring several positions, um, iOS, OS ten, Rails, and uh, Windows desktop developers. Awesome. Well, it's always it's always good to get the word out about um, about remote remote jobs that are out there because it's certainly a question that I get very often uh, from people is where they can find where they can find one of these wonderful companies that understands the importance of working from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. Uh, before I let you go, I always like to ask where people can find out more about you and your company and your projects uh, online. Uh, so, uh, start with Rachel. Okay, great. You can find out more about me. I'm on Twitter at Rachel Donovan, as well as on GitHub as Rachel Donovan. And my website is horribly out of date, so don't judge me on that. <laughs> and James? Yeah, you can find me basically at the same spot, Twitter or GitHub, uh, at James Welly, and uh, I'll ditto on the personal website, too. And finally, Adam? I'm on Twitter at FromOneSource, GitHub at FromOneSource, and FromOneSource.com. That's pretty easy to remember. Um, and Articulate is at? Articulate.com. All right. Well, James, Rachel, Adam, thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you, Abdi. Thank yeah, you. thank you very much. And that is our show. To subscribe to the show if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews with remote workers, go to yteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Y-Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off. <laughs>